Hey everyone, and welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and I am joined today by Jamie. Why, hello. And after 40 minutes of technical (laughs) difficulties, we are finally ready to record this week's episode, which will be on the Netflix original movie, The Silence. Yes. So if you notice a little difference in recording quality, that's due to various things. But yeah. So today, like I said, we're discussing The Silence, and we had a listener request. We did? I know. (laughs) <laughs> from my boyfriend. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> that we- <laughs> but perhaps other listeners who don't communicate with us also feel this way, that at the beginning of each of our episodes, we should give a very brief plot summary because oh. he doesn't usually watch these things before listening to the episode. And with the last episode on Unicorn Store, especially, he, we just like go right into like discussing the unicorn and he had no context as to like what the movie was actually about. Fair. So he's like, you should just give like a 30 second to a minute plot summary at the beginning of each episode for listeners who are listening but haven't watched what we're discussing yet. So I'm going to try that this time. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, hold on to your pants. (laughs) (laughs) So, The Silence is a supposedly a horror movie. I didn't find it that scary. And that's saying a lot because I hate scary movies. And I think the scariest scene in this movie was the opening scene. And if you're not scared in like the first minute, you won't be scared through the whole movie, basically. But so it's kind of like a post apocalypse movie where these creatures have been trapped in a cave for millions of years and are released into the world. And I guess even though they were in a cave for millions of years and had no food, they've managed to survive and evolve and are ready to destroy the world because I guess billions of them must have come out of there at once. (laughs) And they start killing people in cities and they hunt by sound. They have no eyes. So if they hunt very keenly by sound, they can kind of like pinpoint exactly where noise is coming from. And so it takes, it's about a family. Um, one of the um, daughters is deaf and they, the family kind of decides to flee New York City as these creatures start to kill everybody. And they kind of come across a very odd cult like group of people and in during their travels. And the whole goal during the whole time is to like head north because the creatures don't like real, like deep cold. So if they can get to like, northern canada i guess is probably where they're heading um since it started off in new york city um that's like if they can get up there there's probably communities of people surviving is the theory good so that was a detailed but yet also overview summary yes you know like that's it you know what we are assuming either one you have watched this or two you don't mind spoilers because you wouldn't be listening to us if you did so Oh, yes. Spoiler alert three minutes ago. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) As in every episode, this will be discussed in great detail. Exactly. And uh, I I like that you said that if you the only if you if you didn't find the first minute sort of like scary or horror esque, then the rest of it was fine. But I would almost argue that the creepiest part is the snarling priest. Like, oh, he well, is yeah. by far the most <laughs> horrific thing in this entire film. 
I I actually wrote that down like the cult leader is as creepy as the creature. (laughs) (laughs) Creepier even. Like, yeah. (laughs) But like, I wasn't as scared of him. He was just creepy as hell. (laughs) Right. Well, and, and as you said, like, it's something that's not explained at all. And it seems that they're like this group that are trying to almost commune with these creatures and yeah, apparently by snarling, like take on their attributes. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a very odd introduction. And yeah, nothing that's explained. And like the guy like right, mysteriously and- disappears too. And it's like, what's yeah. happening? I mean, I just imagine he like really quickly scurried behind the building. <laughs> out of sight. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. He's turned. <laughs> Style. Yeah, <laughs> just like step one, really long foot over and pull oh, no. his whole body back, like Ew. animated style. Yeah. <laughs> but that was strange, and like the idea of apparently these people are maybe trying to like repopulate or something already, and so they're trying well, to steal Allie because she's ripe for the picking or something. Right, and that's like, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, you also have other women with you who are of childbearing age. Like, what, is she ovulating? Can you smell it like a giant creep or something? It's very strange. (laughs) I I don't get that at all. My only thought on this is that he sees her and the father, like, communicating in sign language, so perhaps he thinks that she was born deaf and that she would have, like, a more of a likelihood of passing on that gene of being deaf to children, and he thinks that's like a benefit somehow for the population to no. not be able to hear. I don't know. See, this is the thing that I didn't get because in if we compare this to Bird Box real quick, the ultimate saving grace of the people was if they spoiler were spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, was if they were blind because then they yeah. can't see the creatures. They can't be forced to like commit suicide or do suicide or whatever right. verb people do use for for suicide nowadays. But but there's no there's no actual way that being deaf is an attribute that's sort of like looked fondly upon in this film. Right. Because it's right. like well, yes, being able to use sign language is useful, but if you're deaf, like you can't hear if you're like crunching too many twigs. Right. You can't, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's just like I don't understand how and it was strange because i feel like typically in these films well i guess also in a quiet place spoiler alert um (laughs) one of the kids was also deaf so like that was like a thing like she couldn't hear when things were coming at her and stuff which is more realistic because yeah you're not going to be able to anticipate like are there birds around if you didn't see like any of that so and especially if there's only one or two and you can hear them coming you would be able to kill them like they are killable unlike right. in bird box where the creature didn't seem to have any weaknesses <laughs> right. like it couldn't be killed like these things are just like just like i don't know dinosaurs, dinosaurs that have been yeah. chilling in a cave for millions of years right. without any food or way to and, reproduce and, <laughs> yeah and, and that's something about this film that i really liked is like the uh description of that like the fact that they were just like monsters that had been you know like living in the cave forever like it's very i mean it's not realistic but it's something that's very tangible whereas like you know with bird box they were like wispy spirits and (laughs) and things like that so at least this is something like oh okay they're like mutant dinosaurs i can get behind that more than just like an unexplained you know wispy phantom right see like i like it in that in that sense, and that there it is a tangible enemy 
But at the same time, it's just so unrealistic that they would all have been living in this cave without any means of food or way of reproducing since they seem to need to lay their eggs inside of a dead creature. And they've been evolving for millions of years to the point where they have eyes. So it's like, what have they been eating? How have they been reproducing? Like that kind of like. It just seems a little bit unreal or a lot unrealistic to me. (laughs) Like if they had somehow opened up like a whole ecosystem underneath here where there was like, okay, you know, they've been clearly surviving in in this world that we didn't know about. But it seems like it was just a very large, dark, empty cave. (laughs) Well, then again, I guess like, you know. That just contained billions of these creatures. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess also they didn't actually go into the cave after that. We That's just saw true. them all flying out. So maybe there's going to be a sequel in which we find out there was a full ecosystem <laughs> of ravaging, like, crazy <laughs> monsters. Um, I mean, that's what I would like. I mean, in, in in a way, it would have been almost more realistic if it had been, like, kind of an alien encounter kind of thing where, like, an asteroid had hit the planet and these oh, things yeah. started taking over because then there's not, like, that... Like, that to me is less disbelievable than, like, these things that somehow survived for millions of years in a cave without any food. (laughs) Like, maybe they were dormant, I guess. Like, you could argue that they were somehow, like, in a hibernative state for that long. But then how did they evolve to the point without having eyes? So, (laughs) I don't know. It's very setting that aside. Yeah, setting that aside. (laughs) Although, again, I did appreciate at least them trying to be, like, it's, you know... It's something that's that was here before, not something that just right. arrived. But I did yeah. enjoy the clever ways of killing them that the father came up with. First, with like having a noisy fire to make them fly into, and then with the wood chipper. Well, the wood <laughs> like, chipper was both- the best. I was like, yeah. okay, we f- we found the solution. Then across the world, you just need to turn on your wood chipper, and they'll fly. Right, in. everybody, <laughs> turn on your wood chippers right now. Bring them into the cities and just let them run for a few days, and we should be able to kill most of these things. It's like this seems very, you know. I mean, like we left it thing. on for like thirty seconds. I'm like, leave it on the entire time. There's power. Don't ever turn that thing off. Right. Oh, <laughs> That's the or thing. just constantly have like a really noisy bonfire or right. just thing that's noisy that they could fly towards and it exactly. would like, kill them. Yeah, just like always keep a noisy thing in the distance and then they'll just always right. swarm around that. Um, I guess it was also like the day two of them trying to get through this. So maybe I guess <laughs> maybe they hadn't thought it through. But yeah, that seems like a very... They were more concerned about survival at that point, I suppose. But like if you see like all of them flying into the wood chipper, I would have been like, oh... Okay. Oh, this is working. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Everybody into the house. We'll let this run for a while. <laughs> yeah. I did. Uh, speaking of like noises and things like that, I did. I, I, the thing that I also liked about this film is the realistic nature of like how they would deal with both um, uh, babies, like small children and pets, like dogs yeah. and barking. Because in this reality, there is no way that either of those would survive. Because right. you just, unless you're like locked behind like a metal door or something, because yep. they're just going to be immediately drawn to that. And like, it's harsh, like when people in the train are like, we need to get your baby out of here. But it's like, <laughs> the alternative is everyone in the, in the train is going to be dead. Right. So yeah. It's harsh, but it's true. And like the same thing when the dad finally let the let Otis out the back. And, was oh, like, and he, he waited too long to do that, oh, in my I opinion. Know. And I love dogs, but there's no way you can explain to a dog not to bark when right. there's danger around. Like, yeah. 
that's what it's going to do. That's what they're trained to do and have been evolved to do is to warn you. But like, you can't, you know, this that's the exact opposite of what it needed to be doing, of course. Exactly. But. So I, I did appreciate that that was like very realistic. And they're like, okay, we need to get rid of the dog. Like, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, but... Or Garfunkel or whatever his name was. <laughs> Otis, I think. Otis. <laughs> <laughs> or Garfunkel. <laughs> uh, maybe we're thinking Garfunkel and Oates, maybe. I think that's where it, okay, that came from, yeah. <laughs> and Garfunkel's just a really fun word to say. Garfunkel is a fun word. <laughs> yeah, so the other thing that I found, I would like to know what you thought about the dad. In like general. in general? Um yeah. I guess he seems like a pretty okay father. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of strong feelings towards him. Did you? <laughs> so I know that um, Steve uh, or Stanley Tucci, who plays him, is like a really well-known actor, but he had like zero emotion for any of the things happening. Like oh. his best friend Glenn, like flew over a cliff in a car, smashed, and then basically was like, "I'm going to be eaten by things." So yeah, why? and he was just kind of like. Well, I think this that. Sucks. Bye. I guess the reason that his like lack of emotion didn't bother me was that I didn't read it as him not having emotions, as just him being very conscious of the fact that he had to control them because if he made noise, you know, it would attract these creatures. So he was just almost like forcing himself to be silent and not cry and not scream, <laughs> not kind of do anything. Maybe, but you could also silently be to. like, you know, weeping. But it's like that. that was like the one grandmother thing. constantly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was that. And then like his wife is also like ravaged by a beast and her legs like split from like, you know, knee to calf or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's not very far, but you know what I mean. Knee to calf, the whole two inches down. Knee <laughs> to ankle. And he's also just kind of like, ugh, too bad. And again, like, <laughs> like every single moment, he's just kind of like not really having any sort of reaction to anything that's happening. And yeah, maybe it's like meant to be sort of like it's too much and he's cutting himself off emotionally to like not react loudly and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I just, guess just I... like, where is your emotion, Hugh? <laughs> I guess that's not how I read him at all. I just like. I don't know, like the stereotypical, like really strong father figure who like feels like he has to keep it together at all times to protect his family. And like part of that involved not making any noise in this instance because of the situation. And I guess that's just like how I saw him. Like he was just shutting everything down and doing what he had to do kind of thing. I guess. But I, I just <laughs> I guess I expected like I'm not expecting him to like weep loudly. But I feel like there should at least be, like, a change of emotion in his face. But really, he's just kind of okay. like, oh, too bad. You know? Oh, it's like, oh, Glenn, yeah. my best friend. Like, who cares? <laughs> that that reminds me of, like, my favorite scene in the entire movie is when he throws that crowbar and the creature goes and attacks it and, like, realizes it's metal. It looks so disappointed it's just like ah <laughs> oh, fuck this yeah. is a food and like they animate it so well like you almost feel bad for I like know. this thing that's killing everybody in that second one it's just like oh man <laughs> Which also can we talk about that scene and like why he got out of the car just to throw a crowbar well i don't think that was his original <laughs> intention <laughs> But he pretty much, he's like, I got this, and like walked outside. And I'm like, how is this going to solve anything? 
Well, I don't know what his initial plan was, but it changed when the grandmother coughed and it right. drawed one of the creatures to the car. And then it was like, well, now I have to throw the crowbar and you know, get to the crowbar and throw. I don't know what his original yeah. thought process was. Maybe just to see if he could walk, if like walking would be noisy enough to draw them. Could they walk away kind of thing? I'm not sure. But then we're also meant to believe that they've walked after that. When they decide to walk, they walk a great distance through a forest. And I'm I like, know. they're not, like, making noise magically, <laughs> any of them. They're very quiet hikers. Especially with someone who can't, like, really hear to judge how much sound she's making. Right, yeah. Like, Ugh, I don't know. And of course, like, the poor grandmother, who's, I don't I don't know if we actually know what illness she has, maybe cancer or something, but she's I, clearly, I like, think, dying. Yeah. And can't I think walk. there's, like, an exchange between the grandmother and the mother when they're just deciding to leave the house where the grandmother's putting all, like, these medications mm-hmm. into a bag and she's like, don't tell anybody, like, don't let them see. I think that she probably has lung cancer, yeah. which is, like, where the smoking and the inhaler kind of come into play with as well. Right. <clears throat> but yeah. it's, it is unclear. <laughs> yeah. but the and also, like, be- probably walking and breathing heavily would be right. harder if you had lung cancer, too. For sure. But the walking, um, or no, I'm sorry, the coughing bit is also makes me think of something because... We find out later that once they get into this um, this woman's house, who is like immediately murdered Killed. by a bunch of <laughs> rabid things. And so um, how did she not know by that point that she shouldn't be making noise? There's television in her house. Like, <laughs> no, I don't get it. But that, you know, that happens really quickly. But even we find out that even inside the house, they have to stay very quiet because eventually like phones are ringing and things are attacking. Right. But... There's one thing, and they are quiet for the most part, but there's one thing that really, I was like, how could they have done this quietly? Which is fill the bathtub for the mother or whoever. (laughs) I thought that too. I'm like, how did they get that full without making any noise? Did they do it like one cup at a time, like really slowly? Really, like just like let it drip out of the faucet (laughs) for three hours to fill the tub up. (laughs) Like that is like the loudest means of like taking, you know, cleaning oneself. How are you doing? Everybody needs to be taking sponge baths right now. Like, do. Don't take a shower. Don't take a bath. Just like quietly bathe yourself in a corner with a towel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Victorian style. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I was like, come on, this is unrealistic. If they can't even cough, they can also yeah. they can run a bath. I mean, maybe if you're inside the house, you can cough and, you know, because it's walls to like, you know, maybe. mute noise a little bit, but... Maybe the father just went out and turned the wood chipper on oh, for maybe. the 10 minutes that it took to fill up the tub. <laughs> so that would seem realistic, yeah. Because I, I do like that they did play a little bit with sound, like the day that, or the night when the people in the cults came back to collect um, Allie, it was uh, really stormy and thundery. And I'm yeah. like, that makes sense. Like, that's like a perfect time to be traveling, honestly, if you're going to do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, so I liked that element that they didn't somehow just like sneak up on a regular day. It was like they waited for the cover of night or of thunder. Yeah, of sound. Yeah. <laughs> the cover of sound. And also like when Allie and him get trapped in that pharmacy oh, yeah. um and they use the um like the smoke alarms and the sprinkler system mm-hmm. to they, they set that off in order to distract and drive <laughs> the creatures completely crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're like flying around trying to find the noise. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was like a, a really clever way to get out of there. Yeah. So there are a couple like, you know, clever things, but 
Yeah. I definitely think, like, if given the option to live in this world or the bird box world, I would definitely choose this one. It seems much more survivable. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Like this, you don't have to worry about, like, turning around and, like, running into a wispy specter. You can just, right, like, and, and you just know. seeing something and dying immediately. Right. <laughs> because you can at least be like, oh, yeah, okay. Watch yeah. out for that, you know, bunch of birds. Just stay still and quiet and don't talk. I did like that, um, speaking of birds, that um, they show a scene with all of the creatures perched on the power lines the way that, like, normal birds do every day. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so, like, realistic. Like, such a bird thing to do. Right. Although it's <laughs> kind of like... perched on the power lines. Right. It's also, though, <laughs> we have to remember that they're all blind. So, like, they just all happen to, like, find this line. <laughs> that's true like how do they get around if they don't have any sight because they are pretty um like accurate like when that one flies into the tube and snaps the head off that rattlesnake like that's very precise and i don't feel like that's something you could do on sound alone you need some sort of like sonar almost to like know how to get into the tube and locate the head exactly (laughs) i guess maybe they have developed sonar and that just wasn't spoken of but yeah but then they would be able to detect like the other people around them too that's true so So we found a plot hole among the plethora another plot hole hole in how these creatures exist and survive (laughs) I did. I, I liked, though, that because um, at first it seems almost like the family when Ellie is actually taken, it seems like the family is almost like resigned to not do anything for a second. And I was like, what? But yeah, I liked I that everyone went out and like started attacking, not only attacking, but murdering, killing uh, all of these like uh, cult people, except for like two. But it was yeah, I was like, good. Good thing they went out. And... But yeah, it was definitely them. like. It was definitely, like, a sad moment, too, when the grandma oh. sacrifices herself to, like, kill Ellie. I totally saw it coming. As soon as they made it clear that she was sick, I was yeah. like, ah, she's gonna die, and she's gonna do it to save somebody or somebody. You know, like, that's I how really, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. I kind of expected it to happen earlier than that, honestly. But, yeah, I kind of thought it was gonna happen with the rattlesnake, that yeah. she would, like, let it bite her or something. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good way of, like, I mean, she can't, it, you kind of have to also accept the fact that, like, at some point, she's no longer going to have access to her medication and stuff because right. it's, like there's no one going to be like manufacturing it because apparently these right. monsters killed everyone. So it's like... So you're going to die within the next year anyways, probably. So yeah. you might as well go saving somebody else, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Which is... And it's kind of like... I mean, we can talk about Glenn a little bit here. Um, He does, like, the one thing wrong that you should never do when you're driving is swerve to miss a deer. (sighs) Just slam on the brakes and stay in your lane. (laughs) Don't swerve to miss anything because this is what happens. If you hit the deer, he would have dented the front of his car, maybe set off the airbag and got a little banged up, but he swerved and rolled down an embankment and <sighs> died. <laughs> yeah. So, stay in your lane. But <laughs> I, I almost hit a deer today, speaking oh. of that. <laughs> Came very close. I slammed on my brakes and stayed in my lane and did not swerve off the road and down an embankment, so I'm still well, alive. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like, especially someone who seems like very doomsday 
Like he was like, yeah. gotta go get the supplies. You think he would have like, I don't know, had a sort of defensive driving course or something. But. Right. Like <laughs> that he would have been told that or realized that you should never swerve to miss an animal like that. You know, that's makes it so much more dangerous. Even if you just hit a tree instead of a deer, the deer right. will give. The tree's not gonna give, you know? Yeah. Like you're gonna you could get killed hitting a tree. Right. You're not gonna get killed hitting a deer. <laughs> and it was but. I mean I guess maybe it was inevitable because like he was the one who seemed to know what he was doing. So they had to leave the family well, to fend, yeah. you know, for themselves. <laughs> I definitely saw him dying, but I didn't think it was gonna be that soon or in oh, that way. Yeah. almost like off the shoulder kind of way like oh yep gun's dead you i know, know? it was like, so like, oh. quick well that's the thing it was so quick and then it was so like blase about it like no one really right. cared so i was like oh well like people oh, were more then, upset about otis dying and glenn yeah yeah that's <laughs> kind of true <laughs> and i kind of like in in if you watch the trailer for the movie before you watch the actual movie they show the scene with like the dad in the car there and uh, glenn's not with them at that point and like i realize that i'm like well must be he dies but like before they get to that point on the road because he's not there with them in the in the opener you're right. in the um in the trailer so like as i'm watching it and they pull off onto this dirt road i'm like well fuck one's gonna die before they get <laughs> oh, to like yeah. where the creatures are attacking them on this dirt road you know right but and he does yeah and so he does, yeah. <clears throat> and, so he does and he sacrifices himself in a, in a way there at the end too um to draw the creatures yeah. away from the car so which i feel like wouldn't have entirely worked because the dog was still barking the entire time so like you feel like half of them would have gone and half of them would have stayed you know right. because there was still noise coming from both locations but yeah. I, de- I definitely thought when the dog or when the dad crawled to the back of the car to like let the dog he out he kind of like that he was gonna like break the dog's neck yeah. or something because he kind of like wraps his arms around the dog's neck Same. so then I realized afterwards he was just hugging it goodbye kind of thing well, and that's <laughs> but- the thing and that just like is <sighs> It adds to, like, my confusion about his lack of emotion because, like, I feel like if you were hugging your dog goodbye, you would, like, be having some sort of emotion. But because he was so stoic, I it, like, added to me thinking that he, me too, thinking that he was going to break his neck or, like, just kill yeah, the Yeah, just kill the dog right there, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is even happening? But, yeah, then he let him Maybe out. he's just, like, in shock the entire time. I and suppose. Just can't so, process his emotions. <laughs> I'm going to hope that that's what the actor was meant to be portraying. Yeah. <laughs> and not pretend that he just doesn't know how to express emotion. I don't know that I've seen him in anything else to yeah. have. The only thing I remember seeing him in is in Lovely Bones. I think he was like the creepy dude. Ah, so he wouldn't have any valid emotions in that one either. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's just his, his typecast. He just goes for <laughs> emotionless. <laughs> but he, he wouldn't be like a creepy emotionless guy. He should have been the uh, cult leader. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, he should have. Although um, the cult leader had some pretty creepy emotions, so I just yeah, I wish we knew more because yes! it almost seemed and like is he like part bird somehow? Like what's happening? <laughs> I don't think he's part his, bird. Like, I but think his he's... snarl is like the weirdest thing because he's like. <sighs> well, I know, but I think that like he cut out his tongue. Oh, like that's what he was showing, and that's what the girl when they look at her later, they open her mouth. The little girl who comes into the house, and her tongue had been cut out too. Oh so like that's like part. That. Yeah, like that's part of what this cult apparently does also, to join. Though, you have to have your tongue cut out. You can still make sounds without your tongue. I hate to tell them. Well, yeah, you definitely <laughs> can. <laughs> words are words a little bit more iffy, but like you, it's not your sound production box or anything. <laughs> right. They really should have cut out their voice box, but 
Yeah, right. You should have just if done some minor call. surgery. If it were my cult, <laughs> I would have removed everyone's voice box. <laughs> <laughs> These amateurs just cutting out their tongues. Oh, amateur. <laughs> yeah, just so bizarre. Another thing that was kind of interesting is the sort of love story between Rob and Allie. Yeah, I, I kind of thought. Is Rob's who we are supposed to assume she's with at the very end, right? Yeah. So okay, they, that's they what I thought. Other, which is cute. And yeah, all. It um, is. But I also like that in moments of apparent peril, uh, Rob is still like FaceTiming her. So he's like, Shh, and like <laughs> trying to like do a little signing, but not really. And I'm like, okay, so you're trying to be quiet and yet talking on FaceTime with. Maybe your just like text. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Just text, turn your sound off. You're fine. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's a little unrealistic how long. Everybody seemed to still have access to the internet and power. And they they did mention towards the end that, like, people, they're starting to be, like, gray areas, basically, is what they called them, where all power and internet were just completely off in the country. And, you know, basically, they had no contact, ways to contact the outside. They didn't know how many people were dead or alive in these areas anymore. Um, But I think that would have happened a lot faster. Like, there's nobody manning power plants anymore and that kind of thing. So like, as soon as the power goes off, the internet goes off too. Um, so it just seemed like within a couple of days, they wouldn't have had either one. (laughs) And especially like Allie, who we don't see, I think maybe she charges her thing once or when they get to the house, but like we, she has been like FaceTiming people. She has been watching (laughs) the news incessantly on her tablet. I'm like, that thing would have been dead in five hours. Like, what are you, who are you kidding? You know? I mean, I guess the whole time she's at the house, she could have been charging it because the house yeah. had power the whole time that they were there. Yeah. But, but like, up <clears> to <throat> that point, I'm like, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought it was odd that Rob, like, chooses to FaceTime her when he's, like, I don't know, in some underground place, like, trying to escape after his parents have just been killed. And, and he's yeah. like, oh, better FaceTime my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> like, uh, um, I, I guess you gotta appreciate Maybe just focus on escaping and surviving first. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I think it is cute. It is a cute idea, though, that... um. Like, I don't know how long they were meant to have been together, but clearly not long because they weren't official. Right. And also his parents were like, who's this? But right. it's, it's cute that he would um, start learning sign language to be able to communicate with her. I think yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does. He I mean, he seems like a decent guy and all, but yeah. like not super intelligent when it comes to choosing the time to FaceTime somebody. Right. And then, <laughs> but yeah, then they are reunited at the end, at least apparently up north. And they're just like hunting off the birds with you know bows and Bone arrows. arrows yeah i guess that is a quiet way to hunt that's true. yeah that's true <laughs> um so the other thing i wrote down that was kind of uh concerning confusing um the father and daughter when they go to get the antibiotics they find that dead couple that looks like maybe they'd been strangled to death and then they had like the Notes on sign on them that said shh <laughs> do you remember where do you remember what i'm talking about i do yeah I didn't, yeah, see, like, I didn't see like, the sign that said that. Yeah. The sign, like, underneath, like, they it just was a piece of paper that right. somebody had wrote, like, S-H-H-H on and just, like, stuck it to the guy. And then I'm assuming the cult killed them for some oh, reason, yeah, maybe be. for talking. But, like, because they'd both been strangled, they had bruising around their neck. They weren't killed yeah. by the birds. So that's weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, because at first, when they were just sort of, like, humped, to, like, huddled together or whatever, I thought maybe they just, like, committed suicide sleep. oh i thought they were just like sleeping on the hill 
Yes, you do. <laughs> you were going to like wake them up. Hey, want to join us? Yeah. <laughs> but they were definitely dead. But yeah, then when I saw their throats, I'm like, people don't usually, um, I should stop saying commit suicide. I apologize. I know that this is like a point of contention in like society as to like what verb to actually use with that. But I thought they had, you know, decided to no longer live. And <laughs> that they. <laughs> but then when I saw that their like throats had been damaged or whatever i was like oh i don't think that's the way that one does that so right um, i mean yeah, it must be the cult yeah they tried to like get them to join them maybe and they were re- like refused so they just refused or something i guess like i know the the girl definitely had bruising on her neck i yeah. don't remember seeing how like if they showed how the guy was had been killed so mm-hmm. maybe he strangled her and then like shot himself or something oh, like murder suicide kind of thing yeah. and put the sign on himself but I don't just know. Unnecessary, you know. I think that it has to do like something to cult. do with the cult. Yeah, because yeah, like then they reach the town where the cult is like hiding out. So True. I think it has something to do with them. And like I just I want more information on who these people are because even like in the Netflix description they mention like and the family encounters this mysterious cult and makes it seem like it's going to be a big part of the story. And it's it's not really a big part of the story. It's just kind of like one of those obstacles they have right. to overcome. <laughs> and I thought they were going to like join the call or something. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I wish we could have known like what they're like, wh- what they were about. Yeah. Yeah. Just very mysterious. I, I think they're playing a little bit with it being like religious fanatics because sure. they talk a lot about in um, like the news that Allie's reading about it, you know, how somebody was crucified oh, yeah. in Mississippi and, you know, about people kind of reviewing that or viewing this as like um, the end times as far as like, you know, biblical end times are. Right. And so maybe like that's kind of and then they also sh- like make a point of like panning down on the big church in the town as yeah. um, the father and daughter are walking into it. So I think somehow and you know, like and he definitely holds his book like it's a bible kind True. of like and he's sort of like dressed lady. in like priest garb almost like all black long coat and he and says that. that he is a but the preacher or what does uh, he call himself um when he's i am the preacher or the the something the, the priest remember. or something I, it's something he wrote down and he referred to him as that and then he also references like um the lord somehow yeah in the next sign that he shows to the dad um i don't remember exactly what it said but it was you know garbled religious nonsense (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) so yeah but even so like that doesn't really explain what they're about (laughs) yeah that's the thing he's just kind of like join us but maybe explain a little like where's the right um what i want to say the the hook give us a reason or, to yeah. join you you know what are what are the advantages yeah, of your what are the perks? <laughs> yeah. what's the sales pitch you know right not just you know join us or i'm going to steal your daughter in the middle of the night to like right, yeah. put, put bird eggs in her or something i don't even know and it doesn't really seem like there's that many of them like what was there half a dozen that show yeah. up and two of them are kids you know like, yeah they're not he hasn't been able to convince very many people to join him so far so maybe he's just getting really desperate <laughs> right also though like i understand it's it is smart to send a kid in to try to like infiltrate or whatever but also yeah. you know what's going on like this small child is not going to randomly wander up to your porch and be like oh no i'm scared like yeah i mean just like, but like just kick the child out 
<laughs> we know what happened in Bird Box when they let that guy in. Like, come on. Yeah, it's, and I feel like that's just like one of those things where you're playing on people's yeah. like maternal instinct yeah. to like want to like help a child, you know, and it's going to be really hard. Even like, unless you knew for certain that this was a trap. Right. somehow like it would be very hard to turn the child away on the off chance of like well maybe she'd been traveling with her parents and they just got killed and she managed to escape and came here because there were lights on kind of thing True, you know like yeah. all these things are going to go through your head and it's like how do you turn the child away they could have like patted her down first right. <laughs> make sure she wasn't you know loaded with phones ready to go off and make <laughs> no noise <laughs> right but <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> so overall, like, what did you think of the movie? You've watched it twice now, right? I watched it one and a half times. I will admit oh, I could no. not get through a second watch. Um, oh, no. So not very positively. <laughs> I feel like it's decent for a sort of B-list movie, like B-list okay. suspense horror film. Um, yeah. I I don't know that it's something I would really recommend to anyone, unless like mm. that's sort of your shtick. But... The first watch was like interesting enough to like keep me hooked because yeah. I wanted to know like where things were going. But yeah, the second time after you already know, I was kind of like, Ugh, I can't be bothered to really pay attention to this anymore. What yeah, about you? I, I definitely think it's one of those movies that's it's worth if you're bored and you know yeah. you're just looking for some dumb movie to watch one time. Like it's worth watching one time you know one one saturday night when you've got popcorn and beer and you're sitting on the couch and you're looking for something new and not too scary you know like this is fine and you're not gonna lose you know anything if you get up to go pee in the middle of it and don't pause it because it moves pretty slowly (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's not great there's some alley like we mentioned is deaf and anytime you're like kind of seeing the world from Allie's point of view there's this very high-pitched noise that can um get irritating my boyfriend tried to watch it with me for about 15 minutes he couldn't deal with it he's like this noise is too much i can't watch this (laughs) um so and and that kind of persists every time we're hearing things from Allie's point of view you hear this very high-pitched noise um which i think is odd it would make more sense if it was just silent or very very muted because it seems like maybe she has a very slight amount of hearing because her yeah. ears were damaged in an accident but she wouldn't just be hearing this high-pitched noise all the time <laughs> so it's I like why are you well, using that to like right. demonstrate that she's deaf well and, and speaking of that i thought maybe at first <laughs> because it seemed out of place of, to me too that maybe there was going to be somehow like a disturbance in the frequencies and so that she would be able to tell when yeah. monsters were nearby and i thought that was the whole shtick of like why she right. had, had her this injury and it was ultimately going to become like a saving grace and stuff like that right. but it didn't so it's like okay. <laughs> yeah like it didn't really play in at all other than like oh okay one of them is deaf and they know sign language but they also just whisper the whole time when they're doing sign language so like it would really matter if know. one of them was deaf or not because they're still talking right. but <laughs> Yeah, I definitely thought her being deaf was going to somehow really play into the storyline, but it doesn't. It just seems to be like, well, it's a kind of a handicap for her because she can't hear what kind of noise she's making and she can't hear when the people sneak up and like put that phone on the outside of her room. She didn't hear that happening. So it's really just is a handicap like it would be in normal life. (laughs) Yeah. If if you... For the listeners out there, if you or, or you as well, Madison, 
if you liked <laughs> if you liked the actress thank you for including me <laughs> if you liked the actor who played Ellie or the one who played her mother um they are both main characters in the I forget the full title but the the new Sabrina uh uh Sabrina the Teenage Witch oh. sort of series on Netflix another Netflix original that I don't know maybe we'll discuss around like Halloween time but right here here um but yeah and and fun fact also did you recognize the one, the woman who's playing the mother? Um, I don't think so. Was uh, I supposed to? She also played Eowyn in Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Yeah. I definitely did not make that connection. <laughs> and then apparently, uh, Kiernan Shipka, who played uh, Allie, she voiced also Janora uh, in Legend of Korra. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay. I don't remember which one that is. Oh, uh, that's like the more adult <laughs> of Tenzin's child children, but. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, but yeah, so they they appear in another Netflix original. So it's like, oh. So then I was also like, it always happens. Like, I was then trying to, you know, dissociate their characters from Sabrina with like who they were playing in this movie. And it was like, ah, it's always tough for me to do that. But yeah, I didn't. The only thing I thought was that the girl who plays Allie looks like um, um, Emma Watson. <laughs> Oh, a little bit, yeah. Sure. That was the only, but I knew it wasn't her. So yeah. cool. So, um, but yeah, yeah, not a bad movie. It's definitely no. not scary, and I'm no. a super huge wimp when it comes to scary movies. And I'm saying that this, you know, is not a scary movie. It's not <laughs> a little bit yeah. suspenseful a couple of times, but a even that, bit. it's like not even that at all. Yeah. There's a little bit gory, but also not really bad at all. <laughs> yeah, it's very tame, which I think is why it got a rating of like TV 14 or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's very tame in terms of your typical suspense horror film. So. Yeah. Well, this is like now, what, the third or fourth movie where we've had major issues with Netflix not clearing up plot points, like with yeah. the, the cult in this one and not like making it clear who these people are or why they're in the movie at all right. <laughs> so seems... a little bit disappointed netflix come on yeah yeah it's not I mean... just rushing to get all these movies out and actually focus <laughs> on the content of them right seriously and and it's like all of the movies that we've watched so far have been very visually appealing like they're yes. very beautifully shot. well shot yeah but then sometimes yeah they're they're quite lacking in plot and plot points so and like they all seem to have a lot of potential there's just you're left with like it's done like <laughs> i have so many questions <laughs> what do you mean it's done right <laughs> like, exactly. this isn't a t- series netflix you have to wrap everything up by the end of the movie there's not another episode to go to <laughs> exactly yeah maybe that's why netflix is better with series because you know there's always another episode to rat, you know, to clear up the the content. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, their series are just top notch. I've not had. Definitely. I've not met a Netflix series that I haven't enjoyed yet. Yeah. I, well, I think we're going to go back to a Netflix series in our next episode of oh, Navigating no, Netflix Originals. Um, I am definitely okay with doing the one we discussed. If you would like to give our listeners a little peek about what that's going to be. Sure. Uh, there was a Netflix original that was released, I think, just this week, right? Like, very recently. So, yeah, we were discussing, uh, potentially talking about the uh, series called Bonding. And so, essentially, for those who are interested, uh, 
It is about, I'll just read the quick Netflix synopsis since those are always top notch. Um, oh new, yes, a new York City <laughs> better read read the um the search words as well. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Well, um, so it's uh, described as a New York City grad student moonlighting as a dominatrix enlists her gay BFF from high school to be her assistant. And so this show, according to Netflix, is heartfelt, raunchy, <laughs> and witty. Perfect. <laughs> well, those ones actually feel like they they could go together because sometimes I'm just like, and then like the last one, and you're like, "What? Where did right. that one come from?" Yeah. <laughs> what kind of automated word is this? <clears throat> right. So, um, so that's what. Uh, unless something egregious happens, that's what we'll be discussing next time. So we'll be. And there's is there just one season out so far? Just one season so far, and yeah. we'll be doing the entire season. Um in the next episode yes we will so uh, be sure to prep that so that you can follow right along although in our new fashion now we will give little synopses um thanks to our viewer request yes we had a (laughs) a listener request there so which was made to me in person so you know it's even it was you know the listener sought me out (laughs) (laughs) made this request to me in person so we will try to give brief synopsis at the beginning of each episode now for those listeners who like to listen to our podcast episodes without actually watching the content first exactly we want to appeal to everybody yes and uh if you are listening and you would like to recommend something for us to discuss uh the time after next please feel free to do so as always you can send us a tweet at nno podcast or send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com, which none of you have done yet. I checked this morning. Okay. And I checked the Twitter <laughs> daily and no one has tweeted. So please feel so free to do so. So we're all disappointed in your lack of enthusiasm at recommending shows to us. Or just, just <laughs> say hi, you know, give us, tell us, tell us that you like us so that you don't like us. Either yeah. way, we'll read your email out loud on on the air. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we can see people downloading things. So we really appreciate all of we the We know that you're listening. Yeah. So just send us a little, hey, what's up? And we'll respond. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, you up. <laughs> hey, you up. Yeah, send us a little you up. And we'll and our, slide into our DMs, as the kids say. And uh, we'll treat you back. <laughs> They'll say, new phone, who dis? Yes. <laughs> but um, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, props to you if you watched The Silence before listening. But um, but yeah, so we'll... But it's okay if you didn't. It's totally okay. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be back next time, most likely discussing bonding. And uh, yeah, so we will... Well, we won't see you, but you will hear us then. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.